me joining this mom group, it's like, oh, wow, there is like so much opportunity for us to be vulnerable, to be rejected, to hit on some of our greatest fears and insecurities. And it's like, but here we are choosing to do things a new way anyway. And like how healing is that to see ourselves be brave and and try it anyway and know like what can happen and okay, I'm going to be okay. Welcome to the Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Sensitive and Empowered with Alyssa and Matt, your monthly series with two highly sensitive people who like to unpack what life is like as a sensitive creature. We're both HSP and empath, so, and we're both very similar. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I'm excited. (laughs) Sorry, I'm like laughing because before we started, we counted down together to hit record and it just made me laugh because like I was thinking of saying that and then you said it and so it just really validates our similarities. Um, Oh my God. Yeah, I always It's uncanny. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, like last, last month we talked about urgency and perfectionism mm-hmm. and stuff. And we were both navigating that big time uh, last month. And then uh, this month, you know, messaging was like, Hey, what should we talk about this month? And you brought up the topic of loneliness. And I had just finished writing my first newsletter talking about how I'm dealing with loneliness and the lone wolf. And so again, you know, we're very dharmically connected. We walk a very similar dharma, which is really beautiful. So anyways, we're going to be talking about loneliness today and and what it is like you know being different being divergent to a certain degree on this planet and uh you know 20 percent of people are similar to us and but it can be hard to find those connections and loneliness i think is a very common experience for many highly sensitive people and empathic people so yeah we wanted to just have a really open vulnerable conversation today about our own loneliness and see what comes of it and if there's uh an opportunity for us to share some insights and stuff we will but we're mostly just going to be sharing vulnerably so you know I'm kind of in the energy now so I'm really be walking myself through it so I really want to just ask for space I guess both more mostly for myself like giving myself space to just kind of navigate you know I've kind of just been I've had this like it's almost a dualism like part of me really wants to connect and part of me really does not want to connect and lately, I've been overriding the part of me that wants connection with the part of me that doesn't want connection. I've been spending a ton of time by myself. And I'm trying to look at like, where is this coming from? And I know there's a, an empowered side to it. And I know there's a disempowered side to it. So I really want to unpack both. The empowered side is I'm, I love being by myself. Mm-hmm. I love being by myself. I can be silly goofy I can be all the parts of me that I want to be I don't have to worry about judgment from others which is still something that comes up for me 
and I don't have to worry about being bothered by people. You know, there's just, it's just, I'm in control. I think that's a part of it is I'm in control of my own experience when I'm by myself. And I really enjoy that. The disempowered side to it is there's probably fear, not probably there's fear that comes up around it. Um, Some of it is like the judgment stuff. Um, And some of it is like, I feel like I'm not related to, to be completely honest. I feel like when I'm talking to certain people, because I have, I have lots of friends and some of them are HSP and empath and some of them aren't. And when I'm not with the people that are HSPs, I feel like there's a part of me that I have to hold back. I can't be my full, you know, spiritual, like talking about the things that I talk about. And, and if I do, it kind of like, is just like, like they, they're not with me, like I've lost them. And I, I struggle with that. And I'm like, I really, I have a beautiful community and 99% of those people don't live where I live. They live in different parts of the world. And so I have a very strong sense of belonging and connection in the virtual world, but the in-person world, it's it's like crickets. I don't have many people in Calgary that I feel like I have that type of resonance with. And so I'm kind of like, I'm just, I'm just in this energy. And I think, you know, so, so that's one side of it. And actually I'll, I'll get I'll even a little bit more vulnerable. I'll share some of my, uh, the stuff that I've been dealing with around really wanting an intimate relationship. Like I, I've been doing a ton of uh, deep work over the last, geez, like just in this, in this zone, probably five years on like attachment healing and really getting my attachment style to be more secure. And I just feel like a really strong readiness. I feel like a strong readiness to finally meet this guy that's going to come into my life. And um, I'm feeling impatient and the impatience is kind of leading to loneliness because I'm judging that I don't have this in my life because I'm impatient that it's not arrived yet. And then it makes the loneliness feel worse. So then I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm just really craving like physical connection. I'm craving having that person that I can just, you know, share my life with and share my ideas with and um, talk about what it's you know, what work was like and and hear from them. And, you know, there's, just, I just have a role. And I think I always have since I was younger. And maybe that's the Gemini in me, right? We're both Geminis too. Mm-hmm. We're, we're always on a pursuit for our twin, right? That's the dual energy is the Gemini sign. And so I, I felt like that ever since I was a little boy, like I've always wanted companionship. And I've really, um, I'm like a hopeful romantic. Mm-hmm. You know, I want marriage, I want to have a partner that I can devote my life to. And you know, build a life with and stuff. And so I feel like, you know, I know it's there for me. and I know it's coming. Like, it's funny, like, I I can sometimes feel it, like I can feel his presence, like around me, and I can feel that it's coming. But I'm like, I'm rushing the process. And it's it's also interesting, too, because my ego is like, has this story that I'm, I'm fully healed, and I'm ready to go, let's come on, bring this on. But then, you know, I know that the universe knows better than I do. And it's like, okay, Matt, you still probably have some things that you're, you're tweaking, you're, you're fine tweaking some stuff and again, preparing for this person to arrive. So I have to just ground myself and remind myself that, you know, I got to be patient. And, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's I'm learning right now how to be lonely from a very conscious place and and from that place I'll it'll make me more of a secure lover I won't have to rely on dependencies of my partner in order to meet needs of loneliness so Mm. who knows yeah yeah Yeah, I mean I I love everything that you shared and just appreciate the vulnerability because it's just it's like I can relate to a lot of what you were saying like specifically when you said that you feel like 
people like can't relate to or don't truly relate to that like hit struck a chord with me I'm like ah yes that's how I feel and for me I like I also relate to like having a lot of people in the virtual world where I'm like oh I have my community Mm -hmm. I have my people and so it's interesting because I didn't even realize I was feeling lonely until I became a mom and it it hit me and it really Mm -hmm. hit me in a new way so it's interesting like I have great friends. I have some that are live in this area that I have some that are that are in Minnesota where I'm from. But something interesting that I've always felt my whole life, I don't know why I'm still exploring this is I've never felt like I can fully, fully connect with with another person. I always feel like I have a little bit of a separation. Yeah. It's really interesting. And so and it, I think maybe part of it is a protective mechanism. I think part of it is me feeling like you were saying like no one can truly relate to me even I don't know it's just something that's always kind of been there and so it's this feeling of being kind of other when I'm in a group situation I just feel a little other I feel a little removed I feel like I'm kind of observing and so that can you can be in a room of people and you can be in a room of of great friends and you can still kind of feel that little separation loneliness and so that is something that I've experienced And I also can relate to the side of it being kind of from an empowered place, but also a fearful place. So I always think back to this, this women's retreat I went to, I think it was in 2019. And I went solo to this retreat and I I felt proud of myself because I'm like, yes, I'm like, I don't need to rely on other people to go with me. I'm like, I'm going to go by myself. Mm. And I noticed though, like there was a lot of opportunities where I could have connected with people I could have sat next to someone and said hello and like made a connection and I would choose to be on my own and be separate and it was partially to just protect myself and to be Mm. separated so it's just interesting how it's played out it's definitely that lone wolf vibe where it's like I don't need anyone I've got this I'm empowered I'll go to out to eat by myself like because I'm confident in myself but then when I actually get quiet and sit with it, there is that aspect sometimes where I'm like, oh, wow, I really do wish that I had, I don't know, a friend here with me or just feeling like somebody who really understands where I'm at. So I've found this being highlighted a lot in motherhood too, because just like my entire life has has changed. And I went from, I was working full time, even though it was like virtual for the past two years, I was working full time. I was always interacting with people online and then I quit my job and then I'm home a lot with just a little baby who can only communicate so much and it just hit Mm. me in a new way where I'm like wow I like really crave being around people and like oh my gosh I am lonely and so this is something that I've started exploring in therapy recently and it's just yeah me too yeah it's it's interesting and I guess I just didn't realize how much of it was that fear of loneliness as well as beneath a lot of like the anxieties I have. So it's just so layered, but yeah, I can just very much relate to what you were saying here. Mm, Yeah, man, you just described my whole upbringing and you did it so well. (laughs) You articulated exactly like my, the experience. I feel so like heard and seen, like just even just listening to you because this whole notion of being othered and feeling othered, I felt like that my whole life literally my whole life. And, you know, even when I was younger, and I had a ton of friends, I still felt lonely around all my friends, because I wasn't being authentic. Like when I'm talking like in junior high school, you know, elementary school, that sort of thing, like I knew I was gay, 
and I knew I was sensitive and I had to hide those parts. So I never felt connected to, and it's the connection that alleviates the loneliness. So I've always kind of had this deep sense of like feeling like other, that's such a perfect word, the way you articulated it. And I have people wanting to connect with me a lot, actually, believe it or not, like people want to connect with me. And then I put up walls and I'm like, some of it is like, I don't feel resonance. Actually, most of it is I don't feel resonance to connect, but even with people where I do feel resonance, it is self-protective. And I love how you described the example of you could have sat beside this woman. And I, I'm like, I've been there before. And for me, it was, I want to other myself before someone else can other me. You know, and the quote that I have back here, it says, don't try so hard to fit in when you were born to stand out. And I love it. And I still stand by that. But I'm also starting to kind of question that a little bit. Like, I use that mantra a lot. And I use that mantra to, to other myself. Like, I am different than people, right? And it's, it's a defense mechanism that my ego uses to not have to feel that pang that you feel when like, when you're outcasted. There's a bit of rejection, but it's like, I guess it's hurt. It's mm-hmm. hurt for me. Like it's a feeling of feeling hurt. Like I feel hurt that, that I can't be connected to. And, you know, I recently wrote a blog around being a lone wolf. And I, I did a lot of reflecting personal reflection before writing that blog. And I'm like, you know, I'm the only empath and and in my family. And, and I had that core wounding when I was younger is having intense thoughts, intense feelings, like grappling with like being a a very conscious being from a young age. And my parents didn't really know how to deal with that. And more specifically, emotionally, I think I was really wounded from a young age of not feeling emotionally validated or attuned to. And that's where a lot of this attachment trauma comes from. And that's where I went into self-preservation mode protected myself and it's in that self-preservation protection mode which is the lone wolf that perpetuates my loneliness and not allows me to connect with people so that's kind of what I'm I'm recognizing it's amazing how it's all it's so layered right so layered yeah and I I was thinking too in middle school specifically or just in school in general just feeling like the people around me the girls around me like everyone could be so easy breezy and like just could do things and not care and they didn't seem like they're contemplating things so deeply and I would like play that part and then go home and write in my journal like all of these things I was feeling and I just always felt so intense and so emotionally intense and just so much and I know that the core of me feeling other and different I think is really related to being so sensitive and just feeling like I just couldn't be my full authentic self with others I had to go home and hide it and when I did show it to my family that it caused issues and so I just always felt like oh man I'm realizing now as an adult like okay if I do show up fully I'm going to be lonely because other people aren't going to get me so I have to kind of play a certain role, but then I feel like I'm not fully connected to other people. And if I feel vulnerable sharing this because it's like, I help highly sensitive people. Like I work, like we do yeah. this work, but like, it is yeah. still something that I grapple with where I do feel like I'm still having areas where I'm not being fully myself or not feeling comfortable to do that. And it's coming to light for me a lot right now because I'm <clears throat> in a situation, in new situations where I have the opportunity to put myself out there again. So like I'm in um, some groups with fellow new moms mm. and this is the first time in a long time that I've been in like this new vulnerable situation in person where I can like 
meet new friends. And like, aside from that, like I've made friends through work. When I first moved to California, I've made friends through my husband. Like it's kind of, I don't know, been a while. And so I'm like having all of these uncomfortable feelings come up again, like, and realizing how much I am craving a friend who's like in the same season of life. Like I'm yearning for that. And I'm recognizing all of these fears that are coming up to like, oh my gosh, if I put myself out there, I don't know what if they don't actually like me or what if, you know, I get left out and then that's going to hurt. There's a lot of actually, like I'm still working through like anxious attachment style as well. And and so for me, a lot of it at the core is just like fear of if I'm showing my true self, they're going to leave me. I'm going to be abandoned because I can't be accepted. And so when you're in a group of people and meeting new people, you it's vulnerable to put yourself out there and be like, Hey, do you want to like hang out sometime outside of this group? Oh, do you want to, it's just like, it's scary. And so I witnessed myself almost being like finding reasons not to like, Oh, well, I don't know if we would have this in common or, Oh, I, I don't know. Like, it's just easier to be on my own. And it's that protector coming in to keep me separated yeah, my yeah. I'm really yearning for that connection. So it's it's really interesting. Yeah, I uh it's it's so powerful like what I just think like what you just shared because I'm like I'm essentially sabotaging mm-hmm. my ability mm-hmm. to connect. I have this core belief and this is also going to be really vulnerable to share. I have this core belief that people use me oh. <laughs> as oh an empath. Yes. <laughs> and I and I I'm like so I'm always on I'm a hyper vigilant of people taking advantage of me because I think that I was that happened to me in my family system when I was younger it happened to me growing up is people gravitate towards my energy and I've always been that way people have always been like oh my god why I love hanging out with you because I always feel so good afterwards these sorts of things right and it feels like energetic violation almost and I've done a lot of work lately to get to a place where I feel like I can like manage my energy and not be like letting people siphon from me but I do think there's a part of me still that feels like that little wounded helpless boy that like there's something about me that I can't protect and I the only way to protect myself is to isolate and I think that that that's a big thing for me now that I'm thinking about it And that's probably why I'm like, I have a hard time being around people is because I'm always in this hypervigilant state. My nervous system is on guard and then I'm creating my experience, right? So maybe I need to reframe that. Like, you know, instead of looking at it, like they're taking something from me, maybe they're enjoying something about me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just, they're simply enjoying my energy instead of that my energy is somehow not infinite, I'm an infinite being. I have infinite energy. So even if someone were to take energy from me, that it's not like it somehow depletes me or takes away from me. Like, I know there's obviously like a physical, a practical component to that that might not be true because our energy reserves on a physical level, you know, like there's a certain component that, yeah, we only have so much to give. Um, So anyway, I'm grappling with, with a lot of this stuff still, as you can tell, I haven't found certainty around it yet or mastery maybe is a better word we're so similar in that people have gravitated toward me. It's not been hard to make friends or anything necessarily at all, but it's been like, how do I feel? And does this feel good? And does it feel reciprocal? Um, Because there has been that element where I just feel like I've been sucked dry. And I'm like, like I'm, I was talking, yeah, like with my therapist about this yesterday and I even have some like very specific examples that weren't necessarily even like me being energetically drained, but just like me being feeling legitimately 
Okay, I'll just share the example. So growing <laughs> up, we'd have friends that would want to come over to our house because we had this like nice finished basement. We had a pool table, like it was like a fun place for kids to hang out. Mm -hmm. And so there would be friends of friends, like acquaintances that would want to come over and like hang out at my house and like use the pool table and watch TV and whatever. They were acquaintances and they weren't that nice to me. And I always felt like I felt totally used. And it's just like one of those very specific like childhood examples that still there are times in my life as an adult now and as a business owner, to be honest with you, where I'll have that same painful feeling where it's like, you're just using me. You're just using what I have, what I have to get access to X, Y, Z. And that yeah. feeling of like, I'm being sucked dry and you don't really care about me. And so I need to protect myself I, because otherwise yeah. I feel resentful and it's very alive because it is something that has where I feel like I have to protect myself in my life a lot of times because it's like, oh, they'll gravitate toward me or wanting to use my platform or something like that. Like that's like a current insecurity I have now. So it's just interesting. And so I do see the ways where I try to self-protect and put that shield up so I can not let that happen because it is really painful to have that mm -hmm. feeling. I'm curious for you, what ways are you allowing connection in your life? Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> I mean, in my relationship, in my marriage, for sure, I really feel like my husband is my best friend. Like most of the time, it's pretty dang easy. It's not always perfect by any means, but it feels easeful. I feel like I can be myself and that I'm just, mm. he's one of the people where it's just like, I'm just me. And so the, I, I'm grateful for that. And you know, I am proud of myself for putting myself in the space of these new mom groups where I am meeting other women on the same journey because although I'm having the desire to like close myself off like I'm noticing that I'm doing that and I'm trying a new way and so I'm like you know sometimes it's like uncomfortable or whatever but I'm proud of myself for being open to it so yeah that's kind of the two things that are like coming up for me right now how about you yeah, yeah beautiful I love that like, you know, it's funny when you talked about your husband, I could just feel it. And it felt so good to feel that. Oh. Like, it, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, for me. Yeah, I'm trying. I, I really, I'm, I'm putting myself out there. I asked somebody to go on a date on Friday. So that's like a big deal. I'm, I usually wait for, for men to approach me. Sure. <laughs> I've been that way my whole life. Yeah. And it's it definitely is a fear of rejection so I'm learning how to overcome that and rejections felt a lot less scary now that I'm putting myself out there so I've been being a bit more of a pursuer than a distancer um, which is is definitely been good I signed up to do singing lessons for the first time in my life oh. <laughs> so I have to go to this consult and she she's a vocal coach and she wants me to sing two songs I'm like, I'm oh. mortified. I am so scared. Like I have never sung in front of somebody before. So she's like, let's just kind of figure out where you're at, like what your baseline is stuff. And then she has a whole community and she gets people together every week for singing in group. And then she does like open mic nights and stuff. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be major baby steps for me because like, I'm not about to get up in front of people and sing at an open mic or anything like that. But mm -hmm. so I'm allowing myself to move towards new community which is like mu the music community. And it's it's fascinating. Like what's coming up for me is like, just really, I'll be very honest, like crippling fear. Like I feel the imposter syndrome stuff is coming up. Like, oh my God, this is not me. Like, who do I think I am like to mm -hmm. be a singer? You know what I mean? And so that's coming up. But 
I know that I'm ready to do this because there's a part of me that's like, I meet myself where I'm at and, and my transformations happen and new energy comes in and I play with that new energy. And I've been doing a lot of deep work around, like we talked about last month, perfectionism. And I've been practicing something called like beginner's mind and just allowing myself to be a beginner at something and not have to be good at it. And which means it's a growth mindset, give myself space to make mistakes, to fail, to not be good, to laugh at myself. And it's softening it a bit like because I know that if I go into these settings like I can just say like I'm new and I'm a beginner I don't have to be good at it and so I know I've done a, a deep level of shame healing work and like perfectionism healing work because the old Matt couldn't have done that like I would only put myself in situations where I know I was successful where connection would be 100% certain where there wasn't a possibility of people rejecting me and so yeah, like I, I always trust that I'm I'm right where I need to be. It's so cool. I love that you're doing mm-hmm. that. I'm I so admire you following like a new passion and putting yourself out there. And yeah. I can feel the fear. I would be terrified, but like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, the baby steps are everything and doing things in a new way. There's so much healing in those little those little moments. So it's like you putting yourself in that music class or the singing class and me joining this mom group it's like oh wow there is like so much opportunity for us to be vulnerable to be rejected to hit on some of our greatest fears and insecurities and it's like but here we are choosing to do things a new way anyway and like how healing is that to see ourselves be brave and and try it anyway and know like what can happen and okay I'm gonna be okay I just that's what I'm trying to work on myself with these new groups that I'm in. It's like, okay, I'm noticing myself wanting to like hide away and be a lone wolf. So how can I, Oh, like, here's a girl that I'm interested in being friends with. Okay. I'm going to send her a text message. Like this is scary and vulnerable, but I'm, I want to do things a new way. I am yearning for connection. So how can I do that? So I just think it's like cool because it, I just find it so healing really those little action steps. Yeah. Thinking about that a lot lately. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And maybe next month we can talk about trusting ourselves because I'm feeling that energy right now. Like you and I are learning how to trust ourselves. Like if we put ourselves in community and connection and it goes awry and we have to experience rejection, we are capable of that. I, I trust myself. I can be in my power. No one person's rejection of me can take me down. that's that's the energy that I'm learning to embody and I think that's going to allow me to move towards connection and like you know heal some of this loneliness definitely yeah I love that I agree I think that would be such a good conversation because it is like like really being rooted in like whatever happens with this other person doesn't mean anything about me or my worthiness or my value and something else too is that I'm thinking about like okay where am I benefiting from making myself feel other or different or whatever and and it comes up for me as well in like a business setting and I I wonder if you can relate to this where a lot of times we're the person like leading the group we're the ones teaching and coaching and all of that and I have found at times, and I think I've shared on my podcast before where I do feel quite lonely in those situations. And it's like, I don't know. So that's just another kind of unique experience that we might share where it's like, okay, where am I? Because the the benefit I have often in those situations is like, okay, I get to feel like, oh, I, I don't have to be as vulnerable maybe as the people in these spaces. Like I do try to show up fully, 
but there is that kind of bit of separation and that bit of like professionalism that I have to carry. And so that's something else I'm kind of exploring as well as like just how that impacts me and how can I get myself in more situations where I'm allowing myself to be held by others. Um, because I think that is something that I, I, I need and crave and, and I don't often give myself because it is more comfortable to be the space holder and, and all of that. Yeah, exactly. I relate so much to what you said. And I've been like that since I was a kid. And I think there's an element of like, you call it professionalism for me, I call it control. <laughs> yeah, yeah right? and it's because control. we're, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in control, right? And it's like, I will share to the level that I'm comfortable sharing. Whereas it's like true vulnerability is allowing other people to also bring out, like ask, let, letting other people ask you questions. And right when in those settings, they typically won't. Right. So, yeah, but I feel like, you know, it's really cool because I feel like I've had a lot of growth in this area because I'm part of men's groups um, where I'm just a member. I'm I have a therapist, um, you know, like that sort of thing where and even just like, you know, like connecting with you and, and things like that. It's really helpful and it gives me insight and I feel like I can be myself. And I, I went through this, I think, more so probably like five or six years ago because I was doing counseling and I realized that I was hiding behind that that mask of mm-hmm. being the professional and being the academic and other and I felt like there was a power differential and that sort of thing. And so I did a lot of deep work around that and I became more of a humanistic practitioner and I started to just allow myself to be, I shouldn't say one of the people, because in my, in my coaching, there is a difference. Like I'm literally a, a guide I'm leading, yeah. but I try to have elements of self-disclosure in pretty much everything I do where I share myself. Cause that's part of my karma. My, my, my Dharma is, is that is I'm vulnerable. I'm sharing who I am. That's, that's literally my soul path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm, and I'm the same way as you. And it feels so much more aligned and authentic <clears throat> when I am I'm allowing myself to just share my personal experience. And yeah, it, it just like all of this is making always brings me back to how we all just simply want to feel seen by other people. And like, mm-hmm. that's often what I'm just craving is somebody to fully see me and accept me as I am. And I think a lot of it is kind of coming back to like fully seeing and accepting ourselves. And that conversation we'll have about self-trust is like, yeah, just feeling rooted in ourselves and having that kind of unshakable feeling where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to put myself out there and it's going to be scary. And somebody might, might not want to be my friend or might not want to continue dating or whatever. And I'm going to be okay because I know I'm a wonderful, valuable person with a lot to share. And something that I, I will have to continue working on is just like the way I am is, is great. It's perfect. And there are, there are people that will understand. I've found myself in the past getting kind of stuck on no one will understand. There's no one that's ever going to fully understand. And then that's very Mm -hmm. limiting and kind of cuts off potential connections of like, Oh, maybe this person is deeper than I think. Maybe this person is more open to this than I think, but I'm just assuming that they wouldn't be. Um, So that's something I'm kind of having to work on too, is like shifting instead of just automatically judging and assuming as a way to like stay disconnected. So that's something I'm kind of working on as well. Yeah, I relate to it in the sense that um, human dynamic for me can feel overwhelming. And like, let's say, for example, when I do put myself out there and I start connecting with somebody and then I realize that, oh, maybe this isn't the right person for me. How do I let them down? How do I reject them? Like, you know what I mean? Because that's an element that I struggle with. So I'm like, oh, I'd rather just stay away. 
from people than have to like let people down and have to have that difficult, those difficult conversations and stuff. So that's another big reason why I keep myself a lone wolf is because I find human dynamic to be really overwhelming and hard to manage. And I feel like you know, I spend a lot of my life dealing with that. So in my personal life, I'm like, I don't really want to have to deal with all that. But that's part of it, right? We have to be willing to have difficult conversations, maintain friendships, like there's a lot of work, it's maintenance to be in relationship with people. And sometimes I feel like, I just don't (laughs) want that. I don't want the maintenance of you know, friends and things like that. So, cause it feels overwhelming, but I do know, and I'm recognizing in myself that there's a pattern, like my attachment style is fearful avoidant. Okay. So it's disorganized. Like I move towards connection and then I, I don't want it. And I move, it's hot and cold. And I've done a lot of work. I would say 80% of me is more in a secure sense now, but I still have that old me that comes out that 20% of me now that's like, hot and cold like I want connection I move towards it and then I don't want that connection for a while and then people are like left wondering like well where where did you go like why aren't we connecting again and uh, so I'm trying to like explore like where that comes from within me and you know what I mean like I love the type of friendships and then and I have some really beautiful friendships um, and they know who they are uh, the people that it's just easy Yes. And we just flow and we just come into connection when we want, we don't, when we don't. And usually we're in alignment. We come into connection when we Mm -hmm. both feel like it and then we don't. So like one of my really close friends, he lives in the UK and we like barely talk, but like we dance in, in the dream world and we have an energetic connection and, you know, we don't need to be talking all the time. And we pick up right where we left off as soon as we come into connection. I love those type of connections and I want more of those connections in my life. (laughs) I feel that so hard. Yes. Yes. And I think it's like, we can kind of have choose like, okay, that's my, my energetic standard for my friendships because man, I've had some in the past where it's been like required so much maintenance required so much of me checking in and holding and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I am just drained. Like, and same with you, some beautiful friendships where it's just so easy and there's no insecurity or stress about it. It's just like, we love each other. We care about each other. It's just, it's just simple. It's just there. And yeah. And I think for a lot of sensitive people and people who are, tend to be more introverted, it can just feel a lot easier, a lot cleaner to not deal with people. We can go for long periods, like being on our own, but mm-hmm. we do miss out on some beautiful connection totally. and gifts and just like expansion that happens in relationships. It's just like a little bit of that, that work. But I think having some of those like beautiful, easy connections is such a, a nice like kind of sign like oh there's more of that out there like it does it it does exist it's just being open to it and putting ourselves out there to continue to to find that as well yeah yeah exactly what I'm hearing is balance balance mm-hmm. yeah yeah something my Gemini self is still learning same <laughs> uh okay before we wrap up because we got a couple minutes um one tip you can share with the listener on how you cope with loneliness, because I want to just really put put it out there that loneliness is a part of life, both loneliness, day-to-day practical loneliness and existential loneliness, which is like deep, deep-seated loneliness that we are alone in this life. Like we're, we're a sovereign being, right? I came into this life alone. I will die alone. Like there's a, there's just an element of aloneness that we have to make peace with in this life. And then like, I would love for us to each share a tip on like what we do to cope with loneliness to cope with it has been 
vulnerably choosing to find spaces where I can put myself out there. And that's been my antidote because uh, I went for a couple of months feeling very lonely and it really affected my mental health. Again, as a new mom, I was just feeling like, oh, I'm just by myself. No one really gets this. This feels so hard. And when I did put myself out there and it was nerve wracking and I also had to like pay money to join this group. Oh my gosh, it's one of the best things that I've done for myself. So it is taking that vulnerable, scary step that has been incredible for me. So that would be my tip. Seek a space where you can can meet somebody who you might connect with. Yeah, I love that. Practice vulnerability, it sounds like is your tip. Mm-hmm. And mine would be the same, but for the sake of um, you know sharing something different, make your alone time fun. Practice playfulness. Because when I do whole Saturday by myself, like I do fun shit. Love that tip. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing in this conversation. It was really, really fulfilling for me. It felt really soul nourishing. Yeah. If people have tips uh, and you're watching this, whether it's on Instagram or YouTube or uh, Lissa's podcast, let us know in the comments if there's any sort of topic that you would want to learn about. We were thinking leadership for next month or maybe trusting yourself or something on those lines. Lots of cool topics, but we'd love to hear from you guys what you'd want us to riff on. So please thank you always a blast talking to you yes i agree thank you so much for joining me if you like this podcast please be sure to rate subscribe and share it with a friend who might need it and i can't wait to chat with you next time sending you all the love talk soon